Welcome to Tree Talking Time, where we talk all things tree dogs. From the smallest fights to the largest hounds, drink squirrels to bears and everything in between. And from time to time, we might even run a little fast game. Welcome back to another episode of Tree Talking Time. Just want to thank everybody for tuning in for yet another episode. Just want to take a minute here and say we've had a lot of competition guys here lately. We've had the Jukebox Kennels with 34, now 35 world titles. And we've talked to uh, Tyler Compton, whole Team Mafia crew, and now they've won two world hunts. You know, with Stogie winning the PKC world hunt, so congratulations to them. And also we had Bryce, who had an incredible run over the course of a month and ended with a fifth place finish of the world hunt, which most people could only dream of. So what I wanted to do is kind of mix it up a little bit. And actually I recorded this a while back, but I figured right now would be a great time to mix it in. And uh, it's just somebody that doesn't do much competitioning, but enjoys going out with his curs and his hounds. Pleasure hunting. And regardless of whether you are a competition coon hunter, just a pleasure hunter, the biggest thing when coon hunting is seeing those eyes. And right now, it is your chance to head on over to the Tree Talking Media Facebook page. Find the post where there's a picture of a Phoenix Series 2, and there's a picture of a collar from Midwest Laserworks. Like that post, tag three friends. Like both the Tier 1 Custom Calls Facebook page and the Midwest Laserworks Facebook page. Doing that gets you entered into the contest. This contest ends on October 30th. Drilling will be held October 31st. So good luck, everybody. Uh, my first memory of hunting, I was, uh, I was little bitty. I, I started coon hunting with my dad when I was three years old. And I was probably five or six for our memory. But I remember hunting with my dad and we'd go out at school nights. We'd go hunting and been hunting and I wore waders that were back then they didn't make waders fit kids my age so I was wearing men's size 10 waders with socks stuffed in the you know the who's up to help make them fit me and big old jail cell light red light and I'd get tired out there you know and the dad helped me on his back all the way out of the woods and by the time we got done hunting I'd have old belt light all the way around coon hides all the way around mm-hmm for the first couple of minutes, I had you, and then all of a sudden, I didn't, so. Sorry about that. No, it's not your fault. So, you remember going hunting with your dad, stuffing your boots, what else? Uh, yeah, stuffing boots with socks in the end of them, because they're size 10 men's boots, and I was a little bit of kid, and we was out there going hunting, and, you know, we'd hunt half the night, and I was at school the next day, I'd get tired out there, and we'd, he'd shoot up a whole bunch of coons, I had stuff around my belt all the way around. I had coon hide stuff all the way around my belt. I'd be tired. He'd have to end up carrying and me out of the woods on his back mm-hmm. by the end of the night. I'd still get up and go to school the next morning. I'd do that several nights a week during school. Wow. How old are you now? I'm 35. Okay. So, I mean, that wasn't like super long ago. Yeah. Not when hides were worth big money. No. So, is, was your dad always a hide hunter? Yeah, always. He, he used to hunt blue ticks all the time. Uh, Smoke River blue ticks back in the day all the time. Okay. Had some requests for some blue tick podcasts, and I've got a couple hookups, so we'll see if uh, how, yeah. that, how that works out. Yeah, he was a he was a diehard blue tick fan for a lot of years. That's all he would hunt. Mm-hmm. I hunt with a few guys like that. 
Well, Kyle, why don't you introduce yourself? I'm Kyle Baker, living in southeast Oklahoma, running outcast kennels. I hunt a little bit of everything. I got hounds and mountain curs, squirrel hunt and coon hunt. Mm -hmm. So, like I just said to you before we started recording, uh, the thing that made me want to talk to you is on Facebook, I posted, you know, show me your different hound, and then I was doing different breeds, and then one day I said cur dogs. And I don't know, you probably posted 50 pictures. And like I said, yeah. so you, you got some good looking cur dogs. So I was like, man, I want to talk to him. And then I, I went through your kennel page and I was like, made me want to talk to you even more. Oh, thank you. So, you, yeah, most of, most of my curs, they come from old Jeremy Garner there in Mississippi. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've talked to Jeremy a good bit. Yeah. He, out of his, uh, uh, Bucks, Dixie, Chrome, and Backwoods Boondogs are my ranger dogs out of. Okay. Yeah, then that that black and white dog I posted, uh, that's out of that ranger dog. Okay. It's out of him and an old stock female that goes back to Tim Cope's dogs. Very nice. I like them old yeah. stock dogs. I, I've always been a big fan of, like, a little bit more size. Yeah, so. me too. I, I like the coon hunt and squirrel hunt mine, mm -hmm. so I like a little more size, and I like I like a dog that opens on the track. That's why the outcast kennel. My dogs are outcast from the majority of what people <laughs> like. I like my dogs to open up on track, and I like to hear them. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, I have leopards, and they open now. But uh, I've never been dead set on an open dog. I've had plenty of – I've had a couple silent dogs. I've hunted with plenty of silent dogs. Yeah. And, and I didn't mind them. It, it doesn't bother me one way or the other. But – I just have a hard time coon hunting a small dog. <laughs> yeah. So just personal preference. Yeah. Yeah, and I like that. I like those. Uh, they tend to have a little bit better nose, in my opinion, mm -hmm. as far as coon hunting and stuff. Work a little colder track. I've heard that. I like my dog to do both. Mm -hmm. Now I had uh, Dan Pierce on here a couple months ago, and that's kind of he's he got a dog that came off of Tim Cope's stuff and. Uh, that's kind of what he said. He went that way because he wanted something with a little, little more nose. And yeah, I really like Tim's stuff. He, Tim knows what he's doing when it comes to a cur coon dog, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. when it comes to a cur dog, I like Tim's stuff and I like Jeremy's stuff. They both. I thought Jeremy's dogs were underrated, in my opinion. That Chrome and Boondock Cross was, in my opinion, was one of the best crosses made for okay. especially males produced. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of really good males came out of that cross. Okay. The the ranger dog you said it was that your yellow dog? No, that yellow dog's out of Jeremy's dogs also, but that was out of Crockett and Big Sue. Okay, I thought that he was out of Jeremy's stuff because I remember when that pup was, if it, maybe not that one, but a yellow pup was when he had a yellow pup and he he put a picture up on haters and caught a lot of flack for it. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> especially because he was a fan of dark black brindle or black and yep. Yeah, I wasn't. The I'm not the biggest fan of the yellow dogs either. But oh, that you know, big yellow sucker—he made me a believer. He's a coon dog deluxe. A big, oh, big—he's a big dog. He's open on track, and he's got a big, beautiful ball locate. Mm -hmm. And when he was a puppy, he had a set of ears. Oh yeah, he did. He grew into them <laughs> mostly, but he he had a set of ears. So Mark Morrison loved them ears. I think Mark Morrison uh, hashtag mudflat mafia or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> If I remember correctly from the old squirrel hater days. Yep. Yep. No, once you we started talking in the 
on Messenger, and you showed me that pedigree. It all started coming back from the squirrel hater days. Yeah. But yeah, you said you hunt hounds and curs. Like, what do you like preference wise? Um, you know, you've hunted by the sounds of it a little bit of everything. So yeah, I'm not. I like. I'm not a fan of smaller dogs. I like the bigger size dogs, but I'm not breed specific. I don't care. They all there's good ones in every one of them. I've seen yeah. good and bad in every single breed there is. I've had sorry ones in every breed. Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing in particular of any breed that I like. I like everything. If they can get the job done and do it the way I like, then I, I'll keep them around. Okay. How do you like a dog to hunt? I like one that's going to get out there and go find a coon. I don't care if it's 50 yards in front of me or if it's. 500 yards out there. I don't want them milling around. I want them to get out there and go find it. They ain't got to necessarily kick dirt, but stay busy mm-hmm. and go find a coon. You start a track, finish a track. Don't mill around out there all night working a track, rubbing a track up. Gosh. Where's your walker dog? I got a walker dog. <laughs> it's actually my son's dog. Gotcha. So your kids hunt with you? Oh, yeah. That's, That's it. Awesome. I don't, I used to competition a little bit, but I used to comp, competition coon hunt quite a bit, but I don't anymore. That's all I do now is take kids and a wife and that's all we do is pleasure hunt anymore. They each got their own dogs, and that's awesome. Yeah, my kids are are little, and and they they haven't been bitten quite yet. My oldest, he's, yeah, he's been a few times, but not a bunch. Mine's been going since they was babies. I carried them on them little baby carrier things you put on your back and stuff. Yep, I've been taking mine since they was that little. <laughs> I I took my youngest squirrel hunting last fall in one of them. The oldest one, I think he was like three when I first took him coon hunting. And by the time it's, he's been squirrel hunting a few times, but he was old enough to walk. Yeah. And actually, I mean, walk and keep up. Like he wasn't just, yeah. he was four, I think, when I yeah. started taking squirrel hunting. Yeah, that's what I enjoy now, just taking them. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I got a lot of their friends that have never been hunting that, that go with us now. Mm-hmm. How old are your kids? Uh, my son is 15 and my daughter's 13. Okay. That's good. Like getting their their friends out there as well. Oh yeah. That's funny. My my son, um, today actually we were sitting at dinner and he had a a shirt that we had bought at a an an American Plot Association of event and it says Bear Hunt with Plots. Yeah. He liked the shirt. I bought it for him, whatever. And uh despite the fact that we, we had a plot, we he's no longer here. He my some of my buddies. But yeah. uh his one of his little friends at school was like asking him about it and he was telling him he's like this is because i'm a member of the hunting club and then, <laughs> so then he proceeds to tell his little friend about how he hunts raccoons because they eat corn and you know we have <laughs> we have to hunt them because they're they're eating the farmer's corn and his yeah. friend just told him well they they're eating that corn just to to live and you shouldn't hunt them and he was we're gonna hunt them anyway <laughs> yep I, one of the best Dogs I ever had was actually a plot. I had a, I got a plot dog that didn't make it as a hog dog, and she's the most natural coon dog I've ever had in my life. Nice. No, I had a, yeah, a nice plot. He was coming along good. Um, and then I started bear hunting a little bit with him, and all of a sudden he decided he really didn't want to be a coon dog anymore. So uh, yeah, he's at my buddy's. He's a bear dog now, and he, if I if I hunted bear more often, I wouldn't have gotten rid of him, but. I can't keep. I don't a, blame him after going bear hunting a couple of years ago. I, that's a blast. Oh, I know. I, if I lived in a, in a different area, I'd be a bear hunter. Yeah, I took my son a couple of years ago up there to Maine and let him go 
kill a bear up there, mm-hmm. underdog, and that is a lot of fun. Yep. So what else you got besides a, you got a walker dog, you got a bunch of cur dogs, got, so you got a blue tick. Got a your blue tick, a red bone, a black and tan, Where? and a Stephen cur. Okay. So you're only missing, what, an English, a plot now, and a leopard. Yep. Like I said, I had a, <laughs> I had a really good plot female. And I couldn't keep her in a kennel. She'd climb out. <laughs> I ended up selling her back to the, the breeder. He was more than happy to get her back. Yeah. No, just saying, you, you basically almost have everything. Yeah, oh, I have. I've had everything there is. <laughs> Step of five, like I said. And small dogs just don't, they're not my, my style. But mm-hmm. as far as hounds and curs, I've had pretty much everything there is out there. I, I ain't picky. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. It's a lot easier to find if you're not picky. You know, find yeah, a good one. Yeah, I, I I started out hunting the jukebox and street bread mountain curs when I first got into them. Okay. And then I found the, the old stock dogs, and they just kind of suited me better, and I switched over to them. Yeah. I still got one of my original street and jukebox dogs. I bought from Castle Hill Kennel. She's over 10 years old now. Okay. She's just a house dog now. Yeah, I still got her, though. They just ain't got quite the nose, in my opinion, that the or the size. Mm-hmm. Nope, I understand that. It's all a matter what you like, and... and- I don't know. There's a lot of people that like the streak and and jukebox dogs, and I, there's nothing wrong with them. I've hunted with plenty of them that are good dogs. Oh so, yeah, I've had several that were good dogs. Like I said, I've, I've hunted with a bunch of because I when I got started, I got into all this in Ohio, so jukebox and Alan Franklin's dogs were everywhere. Yeah. So that's all over Ohio. Yep. Yeah, when I started, I, I was living in Missouri. I just got out of the Marine Corps time and. I was coon hunting seven nights a week and having a new family. That kind of caused a little issues, as you, I'm sure you can guess. And I was at, uh, I can't remember if it was the Chicken Choker Classic or the ACHA Little World Hunt. And somebody brought a mountain cur up there to the treating contest. That sucker won it. And I went up there and talked to that guy. And that's what started me back into the squirrel dogs. We'd hunted them when I was a kid, but okay. I had messed with them a long time since then. Yeah. And I looked up Castle Hill Kennel, and that's when I, Bought a few from them. That's mm-hmm. why I got back into squirrel hunting. That way I could hunt while the wife was at work and the kids were at school and keep me out of trouble. And... <laughs> there you go. Now, I'd, I'd love to have a good squirrel dog, but right now, just my work schedule does not allow for yeah, it. Yeah, I know. So what do you see difference-wise between your, your Stevens and your uh, your mountain curs? They're, the old stock and the Stevens are a lot alike, in my opinion. Okay. But the Stevens tend to be a little bit smaller. And for their size, the Stevens have a heck of a nose and huge mouth on them. Yeah. The Stevens tend to be, in my opinion, more of what, when the old Spirit was created, what it was meant for. It was mm-hmm. a coon dog, you know? Yep. And that's more what the Stevens is directed towards where now most of the cur dogs, the mountain curs are directed towards squirrels. That's more where the directions went. Where the Stevens have kind of stayed towards the coon dog side of things. Yep. I've talked to a couple of Stevens guys, and they've all said the nose is one of the things that they've really liked about them. Yeah, and the mouth them little dogs have is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. For their size, it's just unreal. I hunted some several years ago for Dan Morgan, and they just they blew me away when I hunted them dogs. The drive, they, they have unbelievable drive to them, and they're just wired 440 constantly. Very cool. It's, it's something I've never hunted with. Um, there's, there's not yeah. a lot of them. I mean, well, I don't live in a good cur dog area anyway, but... Even when I lived in Ohio, I never saw one. I saw a handful. Yeah. A couple of camera dogs, like I said, most of the, the mountain curs were streak or 
uh, Franklin's breeding in that, or not streak, uh, jukebox or Franklin's breeding. Yeah, they're hard to find and hard to get your hands on. I've, I got mine from, uh, Kella and them, Kella Stanley down in Texas. And yep. I, I, she has a male dog and he is just unreal. He's a great coon dog. I told her over a year ago when she bred him, I wanted a pup out of him. He's just, he's a great coon dog. Yeah. I'd like to hunt with one though. That's for, that's for sure. Cause Besides people that I've had on the podcast, I've talked to a couple of people that that really liked them. And I said, I don't. I'm not a fan of the smaller dogs, and they impressed me enough that I got one. Now, how big does your Stevens run? Uh, he's still a puppy right now. He's but the ones I had here a couple of years ago, hundred for that guy, they wasn't wasn't forty pounds. They're probably thirty five pounds. Okay, they tend to be on the smaller side. Some of them yeah. get up a little bit bigger than that. But most of them tend to be smaller. Yeah. Well, my Sam dog, he's probably that big yellow dog. He's probably sixty five pounds right now. Okay. Now, what do you like the difference between hounds and curs? They both got their their perks, in my opinion. And I say, if the coons are moving, a cur is going to tree way more coons than a hound. But if the coons aren't moving, the hound's going to look better that night. I tend to agree. I I like them both. I I'm not. I grew up raising uh, hunting hounds, so and I swapped over to curs later on. I like them both. There's I always have both as long as I can be able to hunt. I like cur, the t- cur temperament and handle you can't beat. Yeah. But I also like listening to a hound. And it, the type of curs I got now, Tim Cope and them aren't raising dogs anymore, so it's hard to find the type of dog I like in a cur anymore. Yeah. Have you done much raising your own stock since you can't find what you're looking for? Yeah, that, that black and white dog, that Dodge dog, he, I've raised him. He was out of that ranger dog of mine. I've raised a couple of litters, but... Mm-hmm. I, I kind of quit. I don't have any females anymore. The only female I got is she's out of 10 dogs, but she's 12 years old now. I ain't, I don't plan on raising more litters anytime in the near future. Gotcha. You're just a hunter. You're not a breeder. I don't like, yeah, well, I did raise some, but I don't like seeing pups not get the, the chance they deserve out there. You got yeah. It's too hard to make sure they get in the right hands, and I hate to see them get passed around and not get the proper shot they deserve. Yeah, that is hard. Yeah. I got one pup back out of Sam. I I raised her litter and I gave it to somebody I thought was a buddy and I gave it to him and like eight months later I got him back because he said he wouldn't do anything. I got the pup started. I gave him to another guy and ended up now the pup's been passed around like five or six times. So I, that that turned me off to raising pups anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's hard. That's for sure. You wish sometimes, that, especially like in your case, you, you want one or two and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be happy one or two to keep myself and then that'd be it. Yep. Especially like Tim's line of dogs. That's Tim's line of dogs is going away now and mm-hmm. that you know what I mean, there ain't nobody else to keep it around, so I hate seeing that. Yep. I got one of the last living females out of his dogs. Okay. Yeah, when I talked to Tim he said it'd been a while since he'd raised any. Yeah, I got a Lizzie dog, goes back to his River Road Jerry and River Road Grizz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just turned twelve. It's, He's, I don't know if he told you about it, but them dogs didn't tend to. She's one of the few females that could be bred. <laughs> a lot of them dogs didn't. A lot of them females didn't didn't want to be bred. Well, that makes it a little hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell me some good old stories. You've been hunting for a long time. I'm sure you got a lot of good stories. Oh, that ranger dog of mine out of Jeremy's dogs. And he's only 10 months old. I took him down there to the Texas State NKC hunt. <clears throat> End up. As a semi-elimination hunt, 10 months old, ended up getting him fourth at it. 10 months old, he won the 
event show. I think that fourth in the trend contest and fourth in the in the hunt in the semi elimination hunt at ten months old. Was that squirrel hunt. Ended up finishing him at squirrel hunt. Okay. And ended up finishing him out to squirrel champion before he was ever in a year and a half old. Very impressive. Yeah, he. That's what I said. That that cross there made some very very good dogs. Mm-hmm. Jeremy sent her down here. Chrome to hunt. Uh, sent her down here with me for a summer. And that dog could do some very impressive stuff. He'd treat squirrels that no other dogs knew were even around. Mm-hmm. And what's the hunting like where you're at? We got a mixture of everything. We're we're right here in the uh, Washtenaw Mountains. Mm-hmm. I can either go up and hunt the mountains, or we got river bottoms, or you can go a little further south, and we got croplands, or it's kind of a hunter's paradise here. We got thousands of acres of public land to hunt here. Nice. And we got we got bears, we got bear, we got squirrel, we got coon, we got a little bit of everything. We just can't run bear dogs here, but yeah, it's kind of a hunter's paradise down here. Very nice. So what I'm hearing out that. Missouri, Arkansas, you know, right there in the middle of the country. You're right there on the edge of it. I hear that's pretty good all out there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right on the southeast corner of Oklahoma. I'm 30 minutes from Arkansas and 30 minutes from Texas. Okay. Never been that far west, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had never been up your way till I went up there, took my son to Maine to go up there and go bear hunting. Mm-hmm. It was, I think, 20, 28 hours for us to get to Maine and go up there bear hunting. We yeah. left here and drove up there and picked my dad up in Missouri, and we drove straight through all the way there. Oof. A long haul. My dad just rotated off every gas change. Yeah. That's good when you got somebody to drive with you. <laughs> yeah. It was worth it, though. He got a bear, so it was worth it. Mm-hmm. Who'd you hunt with? Oh, Matt York in a yep. back road guide service. Mm-hmm. He went above and beyond to make sure my son got a bear. Good deal. Now, I've talked to a few people up there. I'd, I'd love to get up there and hunt with them. I'm actually a... I recommend it, that's for sure. A pup I raised. I didn't sell it to the guy in Maine, but handed up there. So I'd definitely like to get up there and hunt with... You know, I think it'd be just, just cool that he came from here, so... Yeah. That was out of that plot. <laughs> and uh, actually, yeah. my, my leopard female accent I had a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but they all the ones that have been hunted seem to be, have all really turned out, so it was a pretty good accident. Good deal. Yeah, I know a couple of people that like them leopards. I've got a couple of them. That's, I, take, that's one breed I haven't had. As many as you've had, you've <laughs> got to try one. Yeah, I know it. I guess that'll be next on the list. Yeah. Now, there's some people out there out your way with some good ones. Yeah, I know a guy here that he used to race some, but I don't think he does anymore. The Midwest, like, heck, Missouri had at one point was a hotbed for leopards. Yeah. I know a couple guys in Iowa that hunt them. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Mike Lensing. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, we need some more stories. You you had you posted picture after picture of tailgates full yeah. of squirrels and coons. I know it. when I get put on the spot though, I can't think, man. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite dog that you've ever owned? Oh, Ranger, hands down. Chrome Dogs Ranger is hand down the best dog I've probably ever owned in my life. 
he is probably what everybody dreams of when they want a dog. He just best handler in the world, and when you cut him loose, he will kick dirt and get gone. And every breath, tree dog, he's just a dream to hunt. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he's kind of like his mama. He could win some squirrels that just blow your mind, and he just. This, uh, he's done some amazing things that he I some buddies at work I took hunting we got off early one day and I took a bunch of guys from work hunting and he actually made one of the guys from work end up getting into squirrel dogs because <laughs> Ranger impressed him so much he, he dropped the tailgate there and hooked Ranger on a leash and I could tell he's winning something right there and he's like what's going on with him I said oh he smells one right there he said oh really I said yeah it's coming loose he ran there uh, probably 150 yards and just hammered down. Sure enough, walked in there. He had the squirrel. Nice. He just couldn't believe it. I ain't never seen nothing like that. That's awesome. He just, he was once a lifetime dog. I had to get him neutered a, uh, a couple years ago. Now he got a perennial hernia. So I had oh. to get him neutered and had to have surgery to fix all that. So he's retired now, but he's living the house dog life. You ever have him collected? No, I didn't. I regret oh, it. That's the, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. Because he was a he like the he's he's by far probably my once in a lifetime dog. Mm-hmm. How's it? How's his son by comparison? His son is definitely not him. I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. His son's a good dog. His son is a great pleasure dog. You can go out, if his son trees, you can load the gun because he is, there's a squirrel there. Mm-hmm. But his son, I, when I had that litter, I raffled off his son, the one I got back now. I raffled him off to raise, my daughter has a type 1 diabetes. And when I raised the litter pups, I tried to raffle off a pup to raise money for a juvenile diabetes research foundation. Mm-hmm. And he was the pup I actually raffled off. Okay. And I raffled him off. And the young guy that got him was shooting stuff out to him before he would actually bark tree. Gotcha. So when I got him back, I had to work through a lot of issues with him. He would he'd get on the tree, but he wouldn't want to bark. Yeah. So he'd be treed for a long time, squirrels timber out and everything else. But I finally got him out of all that. But he's just not the – he's a good dog. He's a great pleasure dog. He just His daddy was more of a competition-geared dog where – you go anywhere and win with him, but mm-hmm. his son Dodge, you can't. He's not gonna. He's not gonna set the world on fire, but you can fill your game bag up with him in a hurry. Yeah. But his daughter, his, that white dog sisters, he produced the sisters out of that litter were something else. Okay. I like a lot of the reason Dodge is the way he is, and just because the hands he was put in, in the beginning kind of set him back in the beginning. Yep. Now, do you have any? I hunted with several of the sisters out of it, and they were there, something else. Gotcha. They're a lot like their daddy. Sounds like you need to get your hands on one of them. <laughs> yeah, I got a buddy that's got a, got one just down the road here. I keep close. <laughs> there you go. And there's one good, really good male out of that litter in Arkansas, and he's, he's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Good deal. He looks just like that black and white dog I posted, just a little bit more white on him. Okay. It's odd to see. I honestly thought he might have some Stevens or something. Be a little crossed up, Mm-mm. as black as he is. No, nah, he looks just like his daddy. Except his mama's 
Jet Black. He's marked up just like his dad, except instead of Brindle, he's black where his dad's Brindle. Okay. I mean, the wide on the legs goes up the exact amount. They got the ticking in the same spot, everything. Mm-hmm. He's his dad's made over, except black where his dad's Brindle. Like I, said, I would say Tim's dogs are one of the few lines of dogs you find black. Yep. Most everything else you find, I, you know, you find dark brindles and stuff, but not yeah. actually black. Yeah. I like a black dog. Yeah, I do too. I had several black ones out of Tim's dog. Like I said, I got that one Lizzie. She, she's jet black and she's just got a little bit of white on her toes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the, I like the brindle and black dog personally. And I said that the yellow dog, I got the one yellow dog. That's it. <laughs> He's something special though. Good. They were all like him. I'd have every yellow dog there is. <laughs> have you bred him? Yeah, I bred him a couple times. Yeah, I had his daughter, but she she died last year. Gotcha. Now, what's the difference between him and uh, Ranger? Him and he is he'll treat a squirrel, but he is a hundred percent coon dog. That dog hates the coon. More than anything I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen a dog hate coon like he does. <laughs> that coon hits the ground, you better watch out because there's going to be stuff flying everywhere. Gotcha. He's not, you know, some dogs are tactical when, you know, a coon hits the ground. If it's still a little bit alive, they'll go up and try to grab it and try to throw it or whatever. No. He grabs in the middle and <laughs> then stuff goes flying. <laughs> yeah, I've had a few like that. They just, yeah, gra- they just grab and shake. Yeah, he don't care. They can get a hold of him, and he does not care. He has a hatred for coons. I, I've never had a dog that hates coons like he does. He just, I squirrel hunted him in the beginning, and he treats squirrels, but his passion is coon hunting, and he is a dang good coon dog. He has, I treat a lot, a lot of coons with him. Good deal. I actually he used to have a big coon contest here every year, and it's all the hound hunters, and me and my buddy entered it with him one year, and uh, I won it. Well, the picture they posted that year, they dropped me out of it, me and Sam out of it because it's a cur dog that won it, and we ain't been invited back since. <laughs> Too funny. Yep. Got their feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. They all got good nights and bad nights. I don't yep. care what they are. Yep. I, when I first got out of the Marine Corps, I moved back home. My dad had a Walker Jip, I, she's probably the best coon dog I've ever hunted with in my life. She is 11 years old, and I won every competition I put her in, 11 years old. Wow. <laughs> she was out of, she went back to Nocturnal Mailer, mm-hmm. and she was something to behold. She wasn't, she wasn't your typical blow deep in the country. You cut the dog loose, and she would slip around. You'd, all the dogs blow in there and go deep, she'd slip around and go in there behind you and get treated somewhere, and she just, Big tree coons where nobody else would. Yeah. I tree. I won hunts with her all the way up until she was 12 years old. It's impressive. Yeah. A dog that old to be still winning. Oh, yeah. She did. And my, for my dad to be a blue tick man and to have her, that said a lot. <laughs> yeah. And she, that walker dog we got that now is double bred from her okay. that my son has. So you've raised some pups through the years. Yep. Yeah, my my dad got out of well, he, he can't hear them no more. So he just called me up and said he couldn't couldn't hear no more, and he was going to get rid of the dogs. And so my kids, my daughter took on the blue tick, and my son took on the walker. So there you go. 
How many dogs you got? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a bunch. <laughs> right, we got a couple yard dogs and stuff too. I think we're at 13 total dogs. That's with the house dogs and yard dogs and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, how many do you have that you hunt? Let's see. You got the black and tan, the red bone, the walker, the blue tick, the Stevens curve coming up, the yellow dog Sam. That black and white dog Dodge. I think that's it. The rest of them are retired. Okay. Well, seven dogs to hunt. A fair amount of dogs to be hunting. <laughs> yep. We hunt a lot. Well, that's good that you get your kids in the kids involved and your wife. You said hunts with you, so. Yeah, oh yeah, they hunt with me all the time. That's awesome. We just take turns taking drops. Mm-hmm. I look forward to. That one day, hopefully, with my boys. Yeah, my my son, he, they both love squirrel hunting, coon hunting, but my son, he definitely likes the squirrel hunting side of it more. My daughter, she, she's a diehard coon hunter. She likes the coon hunting <laughs> side of it. She ain't too big on the squirrel hunting, but she loves the coon hunting. Mm-hmm. She loves that big old goofy blue tick. That's funny. Good for her, though. Uh, one of the, probably one of the most fun hunts I've ever been on is went down there, went to Mississippi, and Hunt with Jeremy. Mm-hmm. We went down there and hunted with Chrome, and another guy brought down his pup out of Chrome, and we spent the whole weekend down there. And oh lord, I don't know how many squirrels and coons we killed that weekend. We just hunt down there in Mississippi Delta is just there's so much game down there is unreal. Mm-hmm. We dogs were split treat all day long. It was. I tell you something what, else. There, I mean. Well, them guys posted pictures back on the haters days, and I'm not saying you don't see it on Facebook some, but especially on haters, there was people with, you know, trailer lo- a trailer, and the whole trailer would be yep. covered in dead coon and squirrel, and yeah, it's just like man, you you gotta live yep. somewhere with game if be able to do that, and yeah, it, it wasn't even once in a while; it was some of them guys. It was regular. Yep. Yeah, we went did that that year. Then uh, I think a year or two later, I took a buddy from here and we went down there and we ended up hunting with Mark Morrison down there. Well, like it was the same way again. I mean, we just had an absolute blast and killing all the black squirrels and mm-hmm. killed some that are black and red and gray squirrels. And we'd hunt, we hunt all day and turn on coon hunt half the night and get up and do it again all the next day. And we just camped out there on the campgrounds there and that's awesome. The whole weekend doing that. Mm-hmm. Oh well, we spent half the time on the campgrounds and old Mark he just. He didn't know us from, uh, we'd talk on Facebook stuff, but Mark opened up his cabin to us and let us stay there and take showers and everything. These dogs, I tell you what, I've I've met some great people through dogs. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. You know, it's funny. My wife's like, who are you going to meet and where are you going and what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to meet some person. I, you know, I, I talk to him on Facebook all the time. Yep. And she's like, this is the sketchiest thing you're talking. You're literally driving hours away <laughs> to go meet somebody that you've you don't know. I'm like, yep. Yeah, I've done it with uh, Mark and Jeremy both and Tim. I've never met Tim in person, but me and Tim have talked a bunch, and mm-hmm. those are people I regard as good friends. You know, and yeah, I met through these dogs. Yep, Mark, Tim, and Jeremy all helped me out a bunch when it came to these cur dogs when I first got into them. And I, me and Mark don't hunt the same line of dogs at all, but he yeah. still helped me out a bunch, you know. That's awesome. Well, you and Jeremy don't hunt the same line of dogs anymore. 
No. <laughs> we still talk, though. He's, he's, I'll try to get down there and help with him and Mark this winter. He's changing his tune a little bit. Yeah. I think his new pup has is, is got the best name ever. Yeah, he's got a little 2020 vision now, huh? Yeah. <laughs> he's eating some crow. Uh-huh. I, I, when some, when he, he said that that was going to be the name of that puppy, I just laughed. I said, that's the best name for yeah, that. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that yep hey as long as it trees game that's what matters that's right as long as he's happy with it it's all that matters yep as long as the man at the end of the lead likes it it's all that matters definitely we all like a little something different yep yeah I'm the only one in this part of the country that has old stock dogs there's nobody anywhere near me that has old stock dogs mm-hmm. well getting hard to find them yeah I can drive <laughs> yeah, yeah. I drove to all the way to Tennessee or Mississippi to get all my dogs. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't believe you drive that far. They, you know what you want if it's worth it. It's, it's worth the drive. Mm-hmm. No, I've I've told people that if you're gonna, especially when people ask me about leopards, I'm like, there's a lot of variety in the breed. So I'm like, go hunt with parents, go hunt with grandparents yep. or, or something. You know, siblings or dogs from the same line of dogs before you commit to anything and i said and if the dog's halfway across the country but it's what you want go get it or pay a hauler yep there's no sense in in buying the dog that's down the road if it's not what you're going to want you know it's yep. not gonna never be happy with it you'll never be satisfied yeah yeah you won't even put the time into it if you're not happy with what you get to start from yeah like ranger i, I got another story for you when i when I first picked up Ranger, I picked him up at six weeks old. Mm-hmm. I drove him back from Mississippi to here. That first day, I took we took him with us down the river to go fishing. I lost him <laughs> at six weeks old. And I found him. I'm not kidding you. I have a picture of it. I found him reared up on a tree at six weeks old. That's crazy. not saying he smelled anything or anything, but I found him at six weeks old, out in the middle of the woods, reared up on a tree at six weeks old. I think he was... Five months old when he first started treeing, he was by, I mean, split tree by himself. Mm-hmm. Five months old. It's impressive. Yeah. And how do you start your pups? When it comes to, especially a squirrel dog, I like starting by yourself. I don't, I, a lot of them I take to the park. <laughs> I take really? them to the park and walk them around on a leash, let them see them dumb park squirrels, yep. and just drop the leash. There you go. Then start taking them to the woods. I like to, I like starting by themselves. Okay. They don't pick up no bad habits from nobody else. They ain't me to them. They're mm-hmm. learning everything. But Ranger didn't see another dog in the woods until his first competition hunt. Gotcha. I ain't saying that's the right way or anything. That's just the way I do things. Yeah. Well, it works for me. That's what matters. You hunt your young pups a lot or you wait till they get a little older? It depends on the pup, how they, how they act, whether I think they're mentally ready or not. Okay. Like a, like a tan pup I got now now he wasn't he wasn't mentally ready for a long time. They just some of them mature mentally faster than others in my opinion and Yeah. He was still a lot of puppy. He would you know, you, you just took him out, he just wanted to go out there and play and stuff, you know. Yep. I I wait until I think they're mentally capable to go out there and Now do you find your curves start faster or slower than your hounds? It depends. Okay. Uh, some of these old stock dogs I've had start way later, and I've had some start early. It just it depends on the dog. Gotcha. 
certain crosses have started really late and certain ones have started, like Ranger started really early. Mm-hmm. But Sam, he started, I think he was 10 months old when he first treed and then he went on a hiatus where he didn't tree for a long time, like till he was 13 or 14 months old and all of a sudden he picked it back up. Like mm-hmm. it was nothing. He went through a spell where he just, like he didn't know what he was doing out there again. Yeah. I recommend you for keeping him. There's a lot of people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He had a 10-month-old well, dog starting to know, tree, and all of a sudden he's, he's not. Most people would have ended up moving him on. Well, that's where, you know, I I know where he comes from. I talked to Tim. I talked to Jeremy. I know what the line of dogs was like. I knew what to expect. You know yeah. what I mean? I didn't just buy the pup and not know what to expect. I'd hunted with Crockett. I'd hunted with Sue. I talked to Tim. I, I knew what that line of dogs, what to expect from that line of dogs. Yep. Did your homework. Yeah. A lot of people don't do that. I'm not going to buy a dog without doing my homework. I think that's a smart move. There's too much money, and you, that's a big investment on my part. I'm going to spend all this time. I'm not going to just buy one without putting my research into it. Yep. No, I agree. Because, I think you know, puppy, buying a puppy, the, the actual buying of it's not that expensive, but then you keep it for a year. Yep. And all that time that you've invested, taken invested. to the woods. and you look back at it and now you've got a year, year and a half old dog. That's not turning out. It's like, if you would have yeah. done your homework, maybe things would be different. Yeah. A lot of times if people, I, a lot of people give up way too soon. If you just talk to people and know what to expect, then mm-hmm. a lot of times you just give them another couple months and then you know, turn it on. Especially you know, with these old starting dogs. A lot of them don't tend to be the early starting dogs. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you need some old stock females over there. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to find what I'm looking for. Yep, it's like a needle in a haystack. What I'm looking for, there's not many open on track big females out there anymore. Kind of bred out of all that now. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's why Jeremy had so much trouble when he was trying to get back in the squirrel dogs. He couldn't find any either. Yeah, it's hard to keep a line of dogs going. That's for sure. Yeah. I commend the guys that did, you know. Mm-hmm. I say that, but like, if you've got the big, a big stud dog that's winning a lot and very popular, it makes it considerably easier. But as far as like, yeah, something that's a little more obscure, that's not necessarily well known, not everybody's hunting it. It, it definitely makes it harder. Yeah, and see, most of the old stock guys aren't. They're not going to be at the competition. That's not their. Mm-hmm. That's not the style of the old stock guys. I understand that. Your dog goes open on track. A lot of people go throwing a fit. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't understand the whole people wanting silent squirrel dogs. And my, their whole reasoning is out the woods, in my opinion, because once your dog trees in there, unless you change, completely change sets of wood, mm-hmm. all squirrels know your dog's there anyway. Yeah. So what does it matter if you open it on track or not? They heard it treeing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's my, my take on it anyway. Yep. I understand. That's your changing woods every time. They know that dog's there. They ain't dumb. They heard it. Mm-hmm. I promise you, I treat a whole bunch of squirrels with Ranger and he is open on track and never seemed to phase it a bit. Gotcha. Well, that's good. Well, we need one more, at least one more good story to close us out. All right. Thank you. Uh, I got one for you. <laughs> when I when I first started hunting ranger at night, 
took him out to a little spot there by the house. We got a the Glover River runs through there. I turned him out there, sat there and waited a while. And next thing you know, he just he didn't open on the track or nothing. He just all of a sudden popped up tree. I was like, dang. So I started easing that way. I walked over there. He's got this big old 40 pound beaver bait up there on the bank. <laughs> that beaver's just sitting there looking at him. <laughs> I, it's a big old beaver, too. Yeah. I finally I got a call off that. I caught him off that. I leashed him up. And I took him and sent him another way. I sent him another way. A little bit. Here he comes. He goes in there a little ways. And all of a sudden, he pops up a tree about 300 yards in there. I ease in there. The one shining around. I look up. And at the top of that tree is a hawk with a squirrel <laughs> in the top of that tree. A hawk eating a dang squirrel on the top of that tree. Well, he's well, him treating a hawk eating a squirrel in the top of the tree at night. Yeah. And That's Ranger, he will, he's a squirrel dog. He will treat a cone, but he's a squirrel dog. I took him at night. Me and Buddy took a place that had never been coon hunted before. It's private property. Oh, we killed a ton of coons with Ranger that night. That's one of the pictures I got with Ranger with a ton of coons. Mm-hmm. And we dropped out this one place, and one night we saw a coon. We turned him loose. Ranger ran right past that coon and went in about 50 yards and fell tree. We look up, and hit a big old fox squirrel tree. He blew past that coon to go tree a big old <laughs> fox squirrel. So Ranger was preferred squirrel, and, and Sam preferred squirrel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ranger, he'll treat a cone, but if the squirrel's there, he's gonna treat. He's gonna treat a squirrel first. Yeah, he's a big old cone sitting there, and I mean, he just ran right. It wasn't. He probably wasn't three yards from that cone. He ran right by that cone and just flew in there and smoked that big old fox squirrel. That fox squirrel just sitting up there looking at us. <laughs> I think it's funny how dogs pick a type of game, whatever it is, yep. and they favor it. Yep. They tend to. I mean, some of them are good, good at both, but they tend to be better at one than the other. Yep. Yeah. Sam, after I started coon hunting, him, I could take him squirrel hunting, but he would get so deep and he'd treat daytime coons, and he just he wasn't about that squirrel life no more after I coon hunted him. Yeah. I don't blame him. I'd rather coon hunt too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would too. I treat a bunch of daytime coons to him, and now here. We have year-round coon season here. We don't have no limit year-round. Okay. So, I just, he got Elrichia a year or two ago now. I just can't hunt him. He can't handle the heat no more. Yeah. So I have to wait till it cools down before I can hunt him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, them tick-borne diseases, they, they've put a hurting on a dog. Yeah, Ranger got it uh, several years ago, but I caught it early enough with him that he was fine, but... Mm-hmm. Damn, I didn't catch it quick enough, and it, it affected him. That sucks. Yeah. Well, got anything else? Not that I can think of, man. <laughs> we'll wrap it up. I appreciate All you right. uh, coming on here and talking about your dogs. I appreciate it, man. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Tree Talking Media. And until next time, keep them talking in the timber. <laughs>